a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. So here we have the the promise of the virgin birth already. And and now it says that he, this promised seed, shall bruise you, the serpent on the head. So this, and you will bruise him on the heel. So uh, this is talking about the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus. So this is the first gospel. What in the world? The Lord's Supper is to help rediscover your innate goodness? Holy smokes. That's like saying that glasses are to make sure you can't see. It's like saying your shoes are there to make sure you can't walk. It's like saying it's like saying a boat is there so that you sink to the bottom of the ocean. That's the goofiest thing I've ever heard. Councilman Darren Layton. Thank you, Mayor. On balance, I think as far as whether we do it on the 6th or the 12th, it matters about as much as my collection of Table Talk radio points. It's happened. Pastor Wolf, can you believe it? What's that? We are back on top. We just have to have the right qualifiers. So you are listening to everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show with 13-year-old in-studio guests. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Number one, again. You want to introduce our guest today? Yeah, we have Peter with us. Peter, who's a huge fan. He's been on the show before. He also just passed his level five memory in catechism class. That is true. Ready for confirmation. Peter, what's the grand prize for passing level five? Don't know. Don't know. It's a book or something. <laughs> and also, you get to come on Table Talk Radio. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, so what's level five? Is that uh, like uh, Ten Commandments, Lord's Prayer? Co- uh, what is it, Peter? It's cre- Apostle Creed and... Um... Meanings. The meanings to the creed. Wow, that's good. Plus evening prayer. And the evening prayer. That's that's great. All right, so in today's program, Peter's going to be joining us to uh, help us read our emails in case we have uh, problems with the hard words. And then um, we're going to be playing some Bible B, and this is Hollywood Square style, so I'm going to give you a verse, and Pastor Wolfman, you're going to guess what book of the Bible it's in. And then Peter will either confirm whether Pastor Wolfmiller is correct or uh, announce his demise and uh, being incorrect in Bible B. Yeah, and then whatever correct. time we have left, we'll be playing uh, Ten Commandments in the News, so a pretty um, action-filled uh, edition of Table Talk Radio today. That's right. That's Happy right. New Year, by the way. Um, thanks. I can never get used to this Table Talk Radio time. It's New Year's Eve as we record, so it's appropriate to say it even in the now. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Happy New Year's. <laughs> All right. Hey, what are you doing this New Year's? You know what you should do for your New Year's resolution? Besides party? You should go over to Rightly Divided and uh, join the Bible reading plan we got going on there. Hey, I might do that. That's a, that's a thing, actually. You know, everyone always resolves to read the Bible this year, and so we got these resources. At uh, So if you go to whatdoesthismean.org, click the devotions page, and then you'll get to them there. Now, and you realize that this whole Table Talk Radio thing is just a ruse so I can advertise my devotional thing. You don't think people are onto us, do you? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, it was... <laughs> so you had... Uh, Table Talk Radio, which is a ruse to point people to around the word, which was a ruse to point to trips to Israel or something like that. Right, that's right. And that's a ruse to get people to get the baptismal certificate. <laughs> and then after I'm that, so it's a dizzy. ruse to just get people to listen to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> oh, it's one like big circular ruse. <laughs> no, don't forget your book. Oh, I haven't got to write that thing yet. Oh, I meant the book you wrote, but whatever. 
Okay, Whatever. so let's go to the. So you can, if you have a question or a comment for the experts here on Table Talk Radio, <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to settle for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Peter. Peter's email address is questions at tabletalkradio.org. <laughs> and, uh, or you can give us a call. Uh, Peter's cell phone number is 1 800 385 SOLA, 1 800 385 7652. And, uh, Pastor, what? Oh, we've got to do buzzwords, too. I didn't forget. You just were carrying on. Here's my buzzword for you. Okay. Epicureanism, which comes, it is defined as thus by Theopedia. Epicureanism was an atomistic and naturalistic approach to life that was promoted by its founder, Epicurus. And then look at the date for Epicurus here, 341,270 B.C., that's a long time ago, my friend. a friends. lot of years. I think they forgot to put a dash in between. <laughs> so I'm guessing, just guessing, that Epicurean, Epicurus was born in 341 and died in 270 B.C. Just guessing. Hmm. Promoting okay. a form of hedonism, Epicurus believed that pleasure is the beginning and end of a happy life. They held that they were, there were two levels of pleasures. First, there were satisfaction... Satisfaction of desires such as food, drink, etc. Second, there were the deeper pleasures such as friendship that occur when the satisfaction of desires were met. The Epicureans stressed retreat from a violent and cruel world and the importance of cultivating and maintaining friendships. In other words, Epicureanism is the United States of America. <laughs> is, is that in there? Is that in the article? No, I added that. Oh, okay. That's what made me tune back in. All right, um, the, my theological buzzword for you is imputation. The and Epicurean said, eat, drink, and be merry, which is why I'm going to have a wasabi nut right now. All right. Mm. You're out of Triscuits, mm. apparently. All right, imputation, it says, is used to designate any action or word or thing as reckoned to a person. Thus, the doctrinal language one, the sin of Adam is imputed to all his descendants. Um, that is, it is reckoned as theirs, and they are dealt with, therefore, as guilty. And two, the righteousness of Christ is imputed to them that believe in him, uh, or so attributed to them as, uh, as to be considered as their own. And three, our sins are imputed to Christ. Hey, is, it, is, it, is there a relationship between the word imputation and impudent? I don't think so. That's all. Okay. With the epicutionism... But what if it's a sin? What if you desire a sin? Yeah, that's right. So Epicureanism is a godless nature. Peter asks, you hear that question over there? That's brilliant. This is how we roll over here at Hope Lutheran Church. It's basically like confirmation class. Pastor, tell me more about the philosophy of the Epicureans. <laughs> and if it's sinful desires that they want to fulfill, wouldn't that be sinful? Oh, yes, Peter. <laughs> uh, because the Epicureans were pagan. They didn't believe in Jesus. So they didn't have a sense of living for... Uh, for God's law, or even more, living by faith in Christ. They just thought that um, that life was to fulfill desires. So Paul says that if Christ wasn't raised from the dead, then we should eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we may die. That was the Epicurean creed. But because Christ is risen from the dead, then we have something greater to live for, uh, eternal life in Christ and in heaven. Would the Epicurean um, manifestation today be, if it feels good, do it? Yeah. Yes. Same thing. That's right. All right, now let's go to the inbox. Questions at tabletalkradio.org. Um, good idea. Thank you. I thought Here's it was an email. Stuff. Hey, look at this. It's from Seminarian Jake. Dun, dun, dun. 
Why are we still helping seminarian Jake? I don't know, but I was wondering what's going to happen to Sim Radio when Jake is no longer a seminarian. Well, you assume that he's going to pass. (laughs) Dear Table Talk Radio, you'll probably read this after Christmas. I've just listened to episode 273. I remember that one. You remember that one? No. Uh, Around Christmas 2013. I heard you rant about saying Happy Advent instead of Merry Christmas. I found it very interesting since me and a friend had just been discussing that very topic a few days ago. I have also have a Christmas-themed church sign. I thought it was good up until the last sentence. The sign, which was making a pun on the present giving, that's the requirement number one. That's the alpha and omega of a church sign, remember? The presence of a pun. Oh, right, right. The sign says, quote, Jesus gives gifts of hope, love, and joy. Will you accept? Jake continues, I groaned when I read the last line. I thought, you were doing so great, and then, bam, decision theology. And lastly, I thought you could discuss, an a- how many things do we have to do on this email, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> lastly, I Pastor thought you could discuss an ad on TV. <laughs> what, whatever happened to that game called Write the Best Email? Requirement number one, brevity. <laughs> Remember that? I do. Requirement number two, it made fun of you? It made fun of and you, three, I think. I thought it made fun of Calvinists. Yeah. Uh, what are we doing here? I thought you could discuss an ad on TV for a Christmas carnival. The ad said, come see displays of the true meaning of Christmas, the nativity, the wise men, the reindeer, and more. <laughs> <laughs> All Happy right. Advent, Seminary and Jake. A quick, Sim game, Radio. a quick game for Peter. Peter, we're going to play which of these things is not like the other. <laughs> so you have nativity, wise men, wise- and reindeer. Which one? Um... <laughs> Probably reindeer. You got it. All right. Ding, ding. I'm going to give Peter 500 points. 500 points for that. <laughs> and another wasabi nut. Whoa. Whoa, you're really up in... That, that, that wasabi nut's <laughs> worth like 10 million table diet radio points. Now, what are we supposed to do in this email? How many things? Oh, yeah. When Jesus gives gifts of hope, love, and joy, will you accept... Now, so what's the problem with that sign there? Well, we're running into a break, so I'll just maybe summarize in that. Uh, we like to talk about what Jesus does for you, and that's why he was doing so well at the beginning when it said uh, Jesus gives you these gifts, these gifts of forgiveness, these gifts of hope and joy. But then um, what it all comes down to is upon the person rather upon the action of God. So now you're the one in control of whether you have peace, joy, and happiness and forgiveness because you didn't accept it. And that is all lost. We'll be right back. More Table Talk Radio Play Bible B with Peter right after this. Table Talk Radio. It's like spinach. We know you don't want to, but it's good for you. Our friends over at Ad Crucem have put together a great store with discerning Christian art and designs. They've got collections, Christmas stuff, housewares. They've got a number of pieces of art. My favorite is the greeting cards that they've put together, uh, which not only combine ancient Christian art, uh, they also have great theology, rightly dividing law and gospel, and they're cards for all occasions. And, and they all have comforting scriptures, so they're beautiful 
and uh, and they deliver the message of Christ crucified for sinners wonderfully. So visit the folks at AdCrucem at their website, adcrucem.com, adcrucem.com, uh, and you can find it all there. It's like a fighting theme. I am getting ready for this next round of Bible Beat. Um, Next round? We haven't even started. That's what I mean. This next... This next, this next first round is going to be okay. amazing. <laughs> this next game of Bible B, I mean, we played in the past, and the way this works is uh, one uh, side gives the other uh, verses from the Bible. You have to guess what book of the Bible it comes from. And then we do a little law gospel action talking about where this uh, applies. Uh, this is God's word coming to us sinners, whether it be it uh, his word of law or his word of gospel. And we have the Hollywood Squares version of this game with Peter in studio, and he's going to try and uh, confirm whether the contestant yeah. is uh, right or incorrect. So, Now, how would this work? If I get it right, if I get it right, I get like a couple hundred points. Wait, I don't know how this How about works Peter out. can just, so we can get you points if you get it right or wrong, but Peter can also get points by confirming or denying. So if I'm right, so, then Peter gets so, points. Yeah, but that can go both ways then. So we're competing against each other, but Peter is trying to get more points than both of us by by guessing if we're right or wrong. Ah, so Peter could also guess if you're this right is, or wrong. Yeah, this is a three-way competition here. <laughs> oh, oh, man, it makes my head hurt. Now, uh, so then I could be wrong, and Peter could say I'm wrong, and he would be right and get points. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the game. All right. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad with, we got it. <laughs> with me guessing if you're right or wrong, I know you're one word. Oh, he already knows. Yeah. Does he know? But that... Does he that know one, the other ones? He yeah, I don't know the other ones. All right. So Peter could get like seven million points in this game. You're and you or I max out at like... All right. All right. I get it. Okay. You go first. Uh, okay, so you want the verse first? <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. I, we always ask that question. You go first. Do you want me to answer first? Or I go? <laughs> All right, here it is. <laughs> a snare seizes him by the heel. Oh, man. And a trap this is like my memory verse. snaps shut on him. A noose for him is hidden in the ground. And a trap for him on the path. All around, terrors frighten him and tarry him at every step. Oh, this sounds like a picture of the terrified conscience. What did it say? A snare? A trap? A bird trap? A, uh, uh, another thing? And then another thing? <laughs> Read the very first line again. A snare seizes him by the heel. A snare by the heel. Now, so you got two options here. It, the him could either be a person or it could be describing some sort of animal. Like, this is, sounds a little bit like how God talks about the behemoth in the book of Job. This huge, big thing, but like, but but I don't think so, because you know when the behemoth is being described? That could be our mascot. Remember how we were looking for a mascot, and we were thinking of the sumo wrestlers? Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Someone on the Facebook, by the way, did a meme what I like to call a mimi, 
and it had a big sumo wrestler, and it said Table Talk Radio because all the other good lo- mascots are taken. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, it could be the behemoth. You know, I don't Peter, think that's what's going on, though. Peter, if you play your cards right, you could be our mascot. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> T-R, T-squared R. Yep. Peter, we get a tattoo on your head. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um... But I don't. I think this is talking about a person, and I think it's talking about the columns of con- conscience, and I think it could be talking about the wicked and uh, in like one of the prophets. But I don't. I think this is from the meditation on the conscience called the Book of Psalms. Final answer. What is the Book of Psalms? Well, you were right. That is not talking about. Wait! Don't tell me. Uh, don't. You, Peter's got to confirm or deny. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> hmm. Peter knows I got it right, though. He trusts me. The baby. He, know, he, he knows. <laughs> Peter's played Bible Bee with me before. <laughs> He's been beat before by not thinking I'm right. What do you think, Peter? Uh, yes or no? I think you're right. Yeah, of course. All right, we're both headed for points, Peter. Head points town, USA. Here we come. All right. Let's hear it, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, you should have known better. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is this is how deception works. <laughs> Peter, you should have known better. Come on, Peter, I'm right. Come on, jump on board. Oh, Peter, come on, you should have known. <laughs> Don't I mean... listen to that guy. So, um, this is this is speaking about the wicked. Yeah, but this is Bildad speaking about the wicked. Oh, the book of Job. Job. (laughs) Man, was I in the neighborhood or what? (laughs) Yeah. So a snare seizes him by the heel and a trap snaps shut on him. A noose for him is hidden in the ground and a trap for him on the path. So is that, Pastor, law or gospel? Coming from Bildad, by the way. It's going to be law. You know, these Bildad and these buddies of Job were very good poets. Is very bad theologians. <laughs> That's law. It's kind of a messed up law, too. you got to be careful when you read the Friends of Job because they are not articulating true theology. And it's kind of tricky because you're reading it in the Bible right, and you're like, hey, yeah. it's true. But it's, it's, it's true that they said these things, but it's also true that they were wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, uh, the other example of that is... Um, the devil, yeah, who says, who says, uh, you will not surely die, and so we we have this temptation to say, oh, that's in the Bible, so it's got to be true that they won't surely die. Well, no, uh, it's true that the devil said it, but what the devil said was a lie, right? So this is, where, gotta... this is where context is important. So you can't just yeah. quote the Bible and say you will not surely die, and the Bible says it. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. Well, I'm this ready is, for this. Is how one. our uh, our game, our little game called um, Bible Bee, destroys this whole uh, thing. Context, so, you know? So far, by the way, the score is zero to zero to zero. Peter has 500 points for some reason. Yeah. What'd you do? Uh, The who thing. The Tommy. No, that wasn't Wait, it. No. That was before we started recording. What if Peter did something to get points? If we can't remember. Oh, you you invented a game at the at the end, and you said... Oh, yeah. What was the game you invented? Oh, yeah, two of the, three of these things do not belong together. Oh, that's right. The reindeer? Okay. Previously saying, sacrifice and offering, burnt offering and offering for sin you did not desire, nor had pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. Then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. 
He takes away the first that he may establish the second. By that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. If is that, is that it? See, if I'm not mistaken, I think that uh, the first part of your quote is quoting another book of the Bible, which is rather Ooh. tricky. That's kind of <sighs> like when I uh, when we play Book of Concord B, I like to read from the formula. <laughs> because quoting of, the small catechism? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good fun. <laughs> because the it's first like, part uh, sounded a lot like what David says in Psalm 51 about how um, uh, sacrifices you have not required. And this is an amazing... I always thought that was an amazing uh, passage. Because, in fact, at the time in which David lives, God does require sacrifices. But what it's saying is that um, it's not the external sacrifice that is what the Lord truly really desires. So, in other words, you could uh, uh, heartlessly and, and uh, apart from faith in Christ take an animal and slaughter it before the temple, and that's not what the Lord delights in. But what the, what the Lord delights in is uh, a believing heart, faith in, faith in his promises, uh, and, then, and then to receive the sacrifice with that. So David comes along and says, it's not a sacrifice uh, that you have desired. But this, I think what you're doing is uh, where Hebrews talks about this passage. And so now it's saying uh, there was a sacrifice uh, in the Old Testament, but Christ is that one sacrifice. Uh, which atones for all of our sins. And now, because we have the one sacrifice that atones for all of our sins, there is no longer to be any more sacrifices. So my final answer is the book of Hebrews. All right, Peter, what do you think? Do you think he got that right or got it wrong? <laughs> Listen, I mean, it could be another book of the New Testament. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there, it could be. There are like, 26 others. Someone talking to somebody. Yeah? Hmm. What do you say, Peter? Yes or no? Are you going to throw in your lot with that guy? <laughs> with that Evan? <laughs> wait, look, wait, this is the guy that led you astray previously. I just want to remind you. <laughs> I'm talking to you right now. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> the deer in the headlights. Yeah. Uh, I think he's false. False. Well, this is Hebrews chapter 10. Oh, Peter. <laughs> you should trust him, Peter. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> except this, for that. This, except is like, for that <laughs> this is like reading the friends of Job. <laughs> <laughs> except for that psalm part. That is actually Psalm 40. Oh, I was close. Whatever. Yeah, well, I was close. In the neighborhood. Hebrews chapter 10, talking about why Jesus needs a body so that he can be the sacrifice to take away sin. Hey, 200 points. And that is most wonderful, beautiful gospel for our ears and uh, for our lives and our souls. Because uh, in the sacrifice of Christ, we have all of our sins forgiven. Uh, so now when, um, when we sin against our neighbor... Uh, we don't uh, go get the bull. We don't get the, the lamb to slaughter. Uh, but we believe in the promise of, of God that Jesus is that lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, including ours. And so uh, to, to question, are my sins forgiven, is to simply look to the promise of Jesus. It is, yes, he was crucified. He was raised from the dead in the, on, on Easter morning. So therefore, my sins are forgiven. That's gospel. All right, you want to take a break? Oh, yeah, I can I listen to the music. Break. We'll be right back.
really classy up here. Table Talk Radio <laughs> will be right back. So far, the score in Table Talk Radio is 500 to 0 to 200, and the score in uh, Bible Beat is 200 to 0 to 0. The Wasabi Brothers over there uh, still scoreless in this Bible Bee game. But, uh, Having gonna... more fun, though. <laughs> Uh, Peter, you might want to be a little bit more cautious with the advice you get from uh, that pastor uh, before you. Um, but uh, let's go. Let's go for another round then. Um, oh yeah, round two. Here. This is where I. This, round two is where I excel. <laughs> it's the one verse clues that I do my best. Uh, my bestest. Let's see. I do what, my bestest. What am I gonna give you? Hmm. Did I ever? Have I still never won this game that I invented? I think so. Ah, Peter. Peter is a huge fan of the show, you know. He listens and things. <laughs> he probably knows more about the show than we do. I'm your only listener. <laughs> Under age 14. I don't know if that's true. We did true. have a Nerf yeah. Ninja. We had the Nerf Ninja version of the Cult of Pure Doctrine. Hey, we haven't heard from that guy. Hey, Nerf Ninja. What gives, man? <laughs> I lost Get your on verse. your mom's email and let us know. Well, there's a lot of verses in that Bible there. Is there? A, but I had the just perfect pick one. one. I I had the perfect verse. Just pick one. Okay. All right. Opening uh, the Bible. Here's I'm ready. another one. I'm ready. Uh, blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. <laughs> what are the other options? Like in space. <laughs> I tried to find uh, verses that give you a lot of context so you have something to go on. So I, I went with this verse. Blessed shall you uh, be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Well, I, know it's, I know it's New Testament because if you're reading it in the Old Testament, you just say blessed. But when you get to the New Testament, you say blessed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. How can we say blessed, by the way, and just instead of saying the, the word like it's written, blessed? We don't add id to everything else. Like, I stopped by the store the other day. <laughs> I picked up some orange juice. I drank the milk. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Wait, that's not the right word. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> is the only way to say past tense of drank, drunk? I drunk the milk? Doesn't seem right. I have drank I have drank. That's kind of plu perfect. I'm thinking... That's uh, past perfect. You drank with ongoing past action. I think drank it should be a word. In fact, I'm going to lobby for that. Who do we call? <laughs> Blessed are you in the country? I think you start. With I'm your reading mayor. it in the New Testament. <laughs> <laughs> Is the mayor of Aurora there? Hey, I want to talk to you yeah. about something really serious. I want to protest against the word drunk. <laughs> I think it should be drinking. You got a <sighs> drinking UI. You know that guy was drinking driving. Now, you know, that's, a, that's another thing is it shouldn't be drunk driving. It should be drink driving if you're driving, you know. And Anyhow, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, this verse <laughs> from the Bible, from the Old Testament, I think. Blessed are you in the country, blessed are you in the city, or vice versa. Blessed everywhere. You're blessed all over the place, blessing. Now, there is a place in 
the fifth book of Moses, commonly called Deuteronomy, where the Lord is laying before the people blessings and cursings for following the law or for not following the law. And he's particularly emphasizing the temporal punishment for obedience. I mean, for disobedience and the temporal reward for obedience. And this sounds like the giving of those blessings for keeping the law, which is in the book of Deuteronomy. It's an easy one, Peter. It's a piece of cake. No oh, yeah. problem. Oh, yeah. He he definitely has led you on the right path so far. So I would listen to what he has to say. Yeah. Um, so what do you say, Peter? You you with me on this one, this easy one? I, I mean... I mean, there's only 65 other books that it could possibly be. <laughs> yeah, the odds are. So the odds them. are. <laughs> the odds are always in, not in your favor. The odds be ever in your favor. That's the Hunger Games. Evan probably hasn't even seen the Hunger Games. I, no, I'm not. He that, doesn't know what we're talking about. I'm not even that. Um, I mean, <laughs> there could be some other blessings, but. I think Pastor's right on oh, this one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! That's confidence in your pastor right there. Peter gets some. Bring points. home the points. I said Peter right. gets some points. Yeah, Woo! all right. That means I get some too. <laughs> okay, you get some. Points. Am I right about that? You got actually? it, Deuteronomy. Boo-hoo! This is the blessings Boo-hoo! at Gerizim, and you have all these lists of blessings. Um, uh, blessings you should be points? when you come in and when you go out. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, blessed, uh, blessed shall your basket and your kneading bowl. <laughs> you know, you want to have those blessed. All kinds of things. So you're right. You got it. Hey, man. Now, law of gospel. That's like going to the. That's like going to the. Uh, to the pastoral care companion. You could just bless just about anything. You know, <laughs> you bless the bells and books. And oh, the agenda. Yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> now you think because it says the word blessed, or as everyone else in the world says, blessed. You think that it's going to be gospel because the gospel surely is a blessing. But in fact, this is talking about the blessing of obeying the law, making this section law. Law. Now, this is a thing to remember. Remember how Paul says that the fourth commandment on your father, the mother's first commandment with a blessing so that there is blessing for keeping the law. And we forgot about that. Now, there also is another problem for keeping the law because... While God wants us to keep the law, the devil does not. And so the devil is always going to be assaulting uh, the Christian who's trying to keep the law. So keeping the law brings blessings from nature and from God, and it brings curses from the devil. So you could keep the law and get a whole bunch of nonsense happening to you and say, hey, where's my blessing? And that is your blessing, is that you get to know how much the devil hates you. Hmm. So you can believe in the gospel. Yeah, that's right. You do, you want to protest, don't you? <laughs> Who, me? Over there, yeah. Uh, no, not in front of Peter. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, so I want, an, I want another round of Bible bees, what I want. All right, here you go. Verse 1. That's a huge hint. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills, from whence comes my help. Whence is apparently a way to say where. <laughs> from whence. Uh, so this this sounds like it was probably coming from the Old Testament then, since that's using the old language of whence <laughs> instead of where. <laughs> which is kind of... I like that way of discerning. Uh, since you said blessed... <laughs> 
Blessed sounds like a really old way of talking. That's got to be. <laughs> I mean, when Jesus is speaking on the Sermon on the Mount, it's certainly blessed. Blessed are those. That's but, right. Yeah, but, blessed. But in the Old Testament, I mean, this, this is, is a wonderful thing with the incarnation and the, the gospel. The you, you get to pronounce the word correctly. <laughs> <laughs> When, how did so the, the, the when Jesus when Jesus quotes the Old Testament he uses a kind of King James accent, like Isaiah the prophet said, "Prepare ye the way of the Lord." That what that means is oh that means prepare you the way of the Lord. Oh, it's so it's so complicated, hard to understand. Uh, you should have seen. By the way. We had a service the other day, namely today, and in it, I did an experiment uh, for Pastor Flammy. I got the ESV, and then I got the King James, and I just updated it, which mostly meant taking off the the yees and ta- changing the th to a s. Isn't that what the you, New King James Bible does? No, no. The New King James Bible, my friend, is a new translation me. of the Bible. Enlighten me. So the New King James takes the new the translation of the New King James takes the majority text and it retranslates it from the Hebrew and from the Greek. Does King James and it sticks know about this? to the structure? No, they didn't tell him. <laughs> now, so so there is a way like a modern King James MKJV or something like that that did this thing, but you can't get it. It's under copyright, like everything else in the world. By the way, are our shows copywritten? People could take them and do whatever they wanted with them. We need to protect ourselves. Yeah. Anyhow, I took the text, I took the ESV, and I took the King James and updated it, and I put it next to them, one next to the other, and I said to Flammy, to the Flammy, hey, uh, which sounds better? And he says, yeah, I kind of like how this your updated King James sounds. So I put it in the service, and he goes to read it, and he's like, oh, no, you put it in here? <laughs> he was stumbling all. That was great. So I should have known that you were asking for a reason. Not just for... So that's Good that's story. By, that, Good yeah story. thanks hey thanks uh, that's how you know if you're reading Old Testament New, Old Testament just sounds old and New Testament right so, so you thought this was Old Testament yeah, read, in my read distress it, read it one more time in my distresseth <laughs> <laughs> well it must be like Genesis that's really old <laughs> that's not even he's choosing a verb ending on it now I crieth to the Lord and he. Oh, wait, that's a different version. <laughs> I will lifteth mine eyes unto the hills, from whence doth my help come from. Okay. Um, I think this is probably going to be either Psalms or Leviticus. And um, <laughs> the same. I'm going to... I don't know what to do. I'm just going to go with Psalms. Psalms? Going to go with the Psalms? Please say Psalms. <laughs> I All right, think Peter, you he think is correct. What? You, you're going to... Wait, hold on. Think this through, Peter. <laughs> hey, don't, don't sway him. <laughs> a wise no. man. He is a very wise man. Yeah. He thinks it's correct. All yeah. right. It's true enough. It's from <laughs> Psalm 121. <laughs> All right. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence... Doth my help cometh from? When we get back, sounds like Macbeth or Shakespeare. (laughs) When we get back from this break, we're gonna be uh, saying a few more words about this, and then continuing the game. The score: four hundred to four hundred. Peter and I, and then also Pastor Wolf, two hundred. We'll be right back.
Table Talk Radio. The disaster continues. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Now, Peter uh, was able to claim 500 points before this ever uh, game ever started, so he's probably going to win the show. But Woo! in this game of Bible B, it's it's a close one. This this might go into overtime, ladies and gentlemen. 400 to 400 to 200. Pastor Wolf, there's only one with 200. Um, but don't worry. <laughs> um, it's his <laughs> Remember how I like to say that? Take it easy. <laughs> All right, you got a one-word hint for round three. Are you ready uh, for your one Give word? it to me. Oh, yeah. Your one word is holiday. I got a new idea, by the way, for this <laughs> round three. So Peter over there has a one-word clue. You have a one-word clue. If I get a one-word clue, we could then all do three ways. we could all try to guess. Whoa. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so I'll try to guess first, and then Peter guesses second. How about that? Oh, gosh. After I either <laughs> succeed or fail. Did, wait, wait, did Peter agree to this? Uh, new oh, yeah. World Peter, you're because... in on this? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's in. Okay. He's got as good a shot as guessing <laughs> because... what I, as I do. <laughs> I'm just thinking. What are the odds? His, one out of his, 66. Well, his odds were 50-50, and then they just went to one in 66. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> well, the, yeah, in fact, his odds were 65 to 66. <laughs> you make a good point there. Whatever. Good, good. I think this is a good rule change, Peter. Okay, now back to the point. What was it? Holiday? Holiday. I don't even think people in the Bible believed in holiday. Are you sure it doesn't say holy day? Um, well, holiday. Oh, so the word holiday appears in one book of the Bible in the New American Standard Bible, the NIV, and also the ESV. Same book of the Bible? Yes. Same verse? Yes, probably. Same word position in the verse? Oh, my goodness, guess. <laughs> I think this is obviously from the book of holiday, holiday, holiday. Esther. Uh, because King Ahasuerus proclaimed a holiday or something. Ahasuerus. All right, so that's I your like guess. Ahasuerus. How do you say Ahasuerus? Ahasuerus. Yes. That's my guess, obviously. Sorry, Peter, for guessing it first. You're just going to give me the points? If I got it right, give me the points, man. Give me the points. <laughs> well, you going to let Peter guess first. All right, Peter. You guess. Holiday, what do you think? Hmm. You mentioned the king, so could be... Yeah, see? Something with a king. Guess. You could guess Esther, too, if you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's proven to be a, a cash cow so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've never gone wrong before. <clears throat> um, oh no. You want to take it? it you want uh, take a stab, Peter? <sighs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Let's go. What is first kings? Yeah, see how he did that. What is? That's good thinking. <laughs> <laughs> he just proved himself to be a true listener of Table Talk Radio. First Kings. All uh, right. The correct answer is Esther. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby! <laughs> Esther? <laughs> Did the king declare a holiday? Well, Where see. are you, Calvinist, now? <laughs> Mocking me. What's the verse say? Well, we have it. Peter, 
817 that says, uh, in each and every province, in each and every city, wherever the king's commandment and his decree arrived, there was gladness and joy uh, for the Jews, a feast and a holiday. And many among the peoples in the land became Jews, for the dread of the Jews had fallen on them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, what do you mean, unbelievable? Oh, how many points you I got mean, it's now, like, it's, boys? It's like... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's like you went to a dark room and just started shooting and got one. Little ducks on a row and just kind of blindfolded. <laughs> boom. What do, you, what do you mean? I am a Bible Bee expert. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. All right. So we have. Um, so now Pastor Wolfenler has a word or Peter has a word? No, Peter's got a word. Okay. Peter's got a one word clue and then we got to guess. And I am looking up a one word clue All right. right now. All right. Pete, Peter, um, let's have it. The word is lioness. Lioness? Lioness. All right. Lioness. What's your guess? Hmm. This Now, let's see. That could be Esther as well, but... <laughs> Wait, what is the thing with Esther? What is your <laughs> thing with Esther? I don't know how that... <laughs> um... Or okay, I'm just. What are you thinking? Throw out a guess. You think it's poetry? You think it's narrative? You think it's what? You I, don't think it's I've New got, Testament? I don't know. Thing? I don't know. Um, Proverbs. I think it's Proverbs. Now, you before, Proverbs? before you tell me, Peter, we got to get Pastor Wolfmiller's guess. Oh yeah, lioness is the kind of see. So lion would come up a lot, but the idea of lioness—that's a pretty distinctive idea. Um, and especially the—I mean, bringing the female lion into the whole question. I think we're really looking at uh, the prophecy of Ezekiel. I think that's Ezekiel. Mm, that's a good guess. What is it, Peter? It's Ezekiel. <laughs> wait a minute. Did wait, you... wait, wait, wait. I might have Pastor, seen it before. Yeah. It could have been Pastor. that I saw it before, but I surely now, forgot Peter, before Peter, I guess. Yeah, so, right. You... <laughs> Peter, I have a question. Do you think a pastor who cheats on Bible B should lose points for his previous correct answer? Yes. <laughs> no, you can't make up rules like that. <laughs> Ezekiel 19.2. I got to see what this says here so you can guess law or gospel, and then I got to find a one-word clue real quick. Ezekiel 19.2 says, Evan, um, what is your mother, a lioness? She lay down among the lions, among the young lions. She nourished her cubs. She brought up one of her cubs, and the, he, and he became a lion. Learned to catch prey, devoured men. The nations heard he was trapped in their pit, and they brought him with chains to the land of Egypt. Oh, that's right. So, so the Ezekiel's talking about the people. I remember this text, and he says, "You grew up like a lion, and then you started eating people, and all the nations could do would was destroy you." So, uh, read that first line again. Uh, let's see. It says you. What is your mother, a lioness? Uh, I think my mom would say that's the law. Um. <laughs> well, I think in this case, actually, the lioness thing would be a nice thing, but then the, what happens to the lion? Right, right. Becomes. Right. I. <laughs> you gonna call your I mom and ask? I don't her? know if I'll put that in the next Valentine's Day card. You <laughs> Um, you, no, but the, I think this is this is law, as you have said that you know. There's this just this change. Um, so um, now you've you've become 
rebellious against the 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 word of the of the Lord. Uh, you have taken upon yourself and kind of like the Epicureans and and just doing whatever uh, is right in your own eyes. And, and this is not uh, what the Lord has commanded. So this is um, a word of, of law, a word of warning. All right, I got a one-word clue for you guys. Okay, wait, do I get Ready? 500 points for you not recognizing that I used the buzzword? What was it again? <laughs> Epicurean. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. You used that? Uh, I think I might actually tie with Peter over here. Okay. 500 points? Take it easy. All right. One uh, I, I'm the one who either imputes or doesn't these points. <laughs> oh, caught that one. I'll give you. A, I'll give you ten points for that. All right. Let's let's do this. Protesting. Protesting. Gosh. Protesting. Obviously, I give you guys an easy one, and you moan about it. Protesting. <laughs> it only happens once. You surely know. Protesting. Easy. All right, Peter. All right, who I'll, wants I'll, to go I'll let you go first, Peter. <laughs> Oh. And tell me what led you in that direction. <laughs> now, by the way, protest, I'm looking King James here. Protest is three times. Protested is three times. But protesting, once. Only once. Oh, so it's an active okay. verb, protesting. Yeah, protesting. Okay. I mean, there, this, I mean that word, it really limits where it could be, you know. You think of all the protests in the Bible. Hey, man, don't shoot. All right, I got it. I got it. Yeah? Peter, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go? Yeah, you can go first. Okay. I'm going to go with um, uh, Exodus. This is when the people of Israel were protesting uh, Moses and saying, you know, at least we had food in Egypt under slavery. That was good. This man is kind of boring stuff. So you think that you think that the Exodus from Egypt was some sort of civil rights movement? Yeah. <laughs> Hands up and give us our food. <laughs> <laughs> this is like perfect. Uh, what is that theology called? The Jeremiah Wright pre- liberation theology. Liberation theology. I think, you know, you know what I want to do with on this one with Peter? I think, Peter, you can either think that if you think he's right or you think he's Wait, wrong. Whoa, whoa. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's all right, good. All right. It's all good. What do you think, Peter? You think he got it right? See, he, he... wants to trust you. <laughs> he could get it right. He's got a 1 in 66 chance of getting it right, which means he's got a 1 in 65 chance of getting it wrong. Look at this. I'm realizing now what a conundrum this puts our listeners in because they want to trust us so bad. And then we always say stupid wrong stuff. (laughs) I um. I'm going to go with you on this. Oh, man. Both of you lose. What? Where is it? Jeremiah 11, verse 7, (sighs) which says, I earnestly exhorted your fathers in the day I brought them up out of the land of Egypt until this day, rising early and protesting, saying, obey my voice. Well, this is is hard to admit, but I think uh, Pastor Wolfmuller won Bablebee, but... But uh, Peter wins the whole game because he has a 500 points. Thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. Oh, Peter, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. I'm going to impute my Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep pain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.